It's Tuesday, November 10th, 2020. I'm Tanya Harris, and welcome to TMI Daily, your daily roundup of everything people are talking about online since they aren't allowed to talk about it in person. Attorney General Bill Barr issued an order to Justice Department lawyers to look into all credible accusations of voter fraud in last week's election. This should exclude anything Rudy Giuliani is claiming, since we can all agree that everything out of Rudy's mouth is simply incredible. When asked if the State Department will work with the Biden transition team, Mike Pompeo said, quote, there will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. Clearly, the Secretary of State is still jet lagged from his diplomatic trip to fantasy land. Miss Mississippi was crowned Miss USA 2020 last night after wowing judges with her evening gowns, pro-gun answers, and previous appearances at a Trump rally. Thankfully for Press Secretary Stupid Barbie Kaylee McEnany, there won't be a second Trump term for Miss USA to replace her in. Speaking of Malibu dummy, Fox News actually cut away from her press conference yesterday because it was filled with misleading and untrue statements, which is ironic since that's the actual description of Sean Hannity's show. Bad cooks rejoice. Whole Foods announced that they will ensure your Thanksgiving turkey in the event that you over or undercook it. Upon hearing this, the Trump administration asked the Supreme Court to strike down all protections for foul. In similar news this morning, during Supreme Court oral arguments to strike down Obamacare, conservative justices Alito and Kavanaugh made several comments that led many to believe that they are not in favor of getting rid of the law that ensures 30 million Americans. If true, this proves that you can stack the court in order to do your bidding, but it doesn't ensure that they will. You get it? Change insure with insure? Wordplay, am I right? Yesterday, progressive New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was accused of wanting to blacklist anyone who had worked with the Trump administration. Whether it's true or not, this should put a real scare in everyone involved with the soon-to-be former president, as we all know how little they want to be associated with anything black. Larsa Pippen, the ex-wife of NBA great Scottie Pippen, revealed that she dated Tristan Thompson before he got together with Khloe Kardashian, who he later cheated on with Kylie Jenner's friend, Jordan Woods. What this all means is that Tristan Thompson is the only current NBA player who can honestly say that he played with Jordan and Pippen. It's an NBA joke. I'm sure some people will get it. Despite being forced to leave the film series, Johnny Depp will reportedly receive his full eight-figure salary for the third Fantastic Beast film, which he will not be in. This is a far cry from me getting the full two hours and 14 minutes of my life I lost sitting through the last Fantastic Beast film, which Johnny was in. Peloton shares jumped after the announcement of a content deal with Beyonce to use her music for classes. For the more budget-minded fitness buffs out there, the YMCA said that other members of Destiny's Child will be teaching in-person classes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings and alternate Saturday afternoons, you know, for when they need that little extra cash. Now, let's send it over to tonight's TMI Daily cast and crew roundtable. Stay safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of TMI Daily. I'm Veronica Yellow, and as always, I'm joined by some of my TMI Hollywood family. Let's go around and say hello to everyone watching at home or listening to our TMI Daily podcast. 
Let's start with you, Pete. As much as I want to say hello, I want everybody to say hello to our sound effects machine. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> We're like the morning zoo now. Oh, no. <laughs> Joe? Hi, everyone listening to us on Google Podcasts, and happy National Vanilla Cupcake Day. I did want to point something out, though, um, because in 1989, uh, a whole bunch of people were crossing a border from an oppressive country to a free one, uh, knocking down walls and creating unity so those people would have the freedom to say their, speak their mind and pick their elected leaders and, and vote. Um, so uh, in honor of all that uh, I'm, uh, and everything that happened when Germany was reunited. Um, what, what's uh, I, I hear an echo. Um, I just wanted to say everyone's vote counts. Everyone's. Okay. And also don't forget, they also were lucky enough to get um, – uh, what's his face? Um, David Hasselhoff. Yeah, David Hasselhoff. Yeah, he had, he did a concert at the Brandenburg Gate. Yeah. Huge hit. You know that album was uh, number one in Germany for over a year. Okay, um, Elizabeth. <laughs> it's been forty-five years since the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, and forty-four years since that killer song came out. So, R.I.P. to the people of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And play the song The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald in their honor. <laughs> oh my god, Pete. No, no. They ring the bell today, Elizabeth? Because they Oh, the bell probably. Back Good. I, I didn't wow. I didn't check on that. Philip in the comments. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for my fellow Michigan. Philip, Philip will tell you everything you said wrong about the Edmund Philip Fitzgerald. Philip is gonna fucking <laughs> fact check me right now. Philip, our our, our history our right Michigan now. history guru. He's Googling right now. Welcome welcome back to Elizabeth is Wrong Day, part two. (laughs) No, those two things were technically correct. I don't know about the bell. I just don't know about the bell. Yeah, welcome back to Elizabeth is Wrong Day, part two. (laughs) (laughs) Totally ruined both the jokes I prepared for this, but that's fine because it's still kind of funny to watch Philip Google just in my mind. I know it's coming. Wait, wait, we want to hear the jokes. Philip just called me old. It's fine. No, no, I want to hear the jokes you got ruined. With the age of 45, knows bigger reference. <laughs> okay. Um, well, clearly you do, you old bastard. So uh, we're already off the rails on this one. <laughs> hey, we haven't said the T word yet, so we're okay. We're not <laughs> saying it. We're done. And Chris. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, first of all, I want to say I'm sorry to you, Veronica, because Peter has a new way to annoy you now, and I, I, I applaud you for not killing him if you don't. Thank you. Uh, I might, though, so that might be your Christmas present if I get you as a secret Santa. Uh, <laughs> and I also want to say happy 245th birthday to the Marines, to all our fellow uh, Marines out there who might be listening, Semper Fi, Ura. That's correct. I can't wait for you That's guys true. to come storming into the White House on the 21st of January. <laughs> now they're going to come in there on the 19th. Oh, wait. That's the Parks Department's job, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get started. We're going to open tonight's show with just one question, where we take some of the top stories in the news, and I ask you one question about them. Joe Biden hasn't even been allowed to start his transition yet. And there's already infighting within the Democratic Party between moderates like Virginia Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger 
and ultra-liberal New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. My question to you is, in your opinion, should Joe Biden's administration lean moderate or progressive? And which do you think will actually happen? Any thoughts? Let's start with you, Emma. Uh, I've made an argument similar to this before. I think that Biden can aim more progressive because he's known for negotiating and for compromise. So if you aim progressive to start with, then you compromise with where you actually want. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll make him look more, you know, more progressive rather. But, uh, you know, he's in the office now. Mm -hmm. Also, like Mitch McConnell's going to let anything happen at all anyway. So which will actually happen? Not much. Um, But I think he will end up being more moderate because he likes compromising because he's trying to, you know, heal a divided nation. Okay, Elizabeth, then I'll go to Chris. Yeah, I think he'll uh, stay, ultimately stay more moderate. I know a lot of people are like, well, I voted for him, but I didn't want to. So now I want all my things now, 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 like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, I agree because I agree with like pretty much all the policy, progressive policies that people are wanting to put forward. I think they just are missing the fact that it's going to be incredibly hard to get what you want and should it come down to it in four years i i hope that they continue to like support him if he runs again against whatever is going to go on in the gop um or if like someone else if he's like i'm old and tired you know understand that a progressive candidate still might not be where we're at although i know everyone's like oh bernie could have won i'm like "Mm, could he have I don't know, you guys. I would have been so, excited to vote for him. Not couldn't no win, he couldn't yeah. win the, uh, the he couldn't win the Democratic Party. So yeah. that's because the Democratic Party worked against blah, 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 all that stuff. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Chris, uh, so I think the smart thing for him to do would probably be like at least the first within the first years, maybe start out moderate because that's kind of the the um the line that he's going to have to tread because I mean, let's be honest, the right side automatically believes that the left is trying to destroy everything that this country was built on and uh, you know, to appease and and kind of keep everybody in in a, in a mellow state of mind, or at least like a, a, a a peaceful state of mind, you know, I think he has to be more moderate, but I think that towards the, you know, second year, third year, so like that, he's going to have to go into more of a a progressive standpoint and, 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 and progressive way of handling things because that's kind of what the, the, the idea that he ran on. He's something else. He's, he's forward thinking. He's, you know, for the betterment of the country, for the betterment of the people, all these great things. So, and that's, you know, that's kind of what won him the vote and him. And also that's going to be, that's the reason why he won because, you know, we didn't see Trump as this guy. We saw Joe as this guy, you know, for even in his lacking of, you know, things. But so I, I think it's going to have to be moderate first and then progressive just to, have a smoother transition from what we just went through for the last four years. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Chris, with on that. Um, Pete, and then we'll go to Joe. So, um, I, I mean, I, I think it really all depends on on what happens in those two runoff elections in Georgia, because if if um, the Democrats should, by some freak chance, win both of them, which is probably unlikely, but you know, you never know at this point. Um, if that should happen, there's going to be more pressure on him to kind of push towards a more progressive agenda. But at the same time, 
one of the reasons why they're fighting for two two um, Senate seats that should have should not even been the issue because they should have won three or four other ones in other places is because as as much as some people say that they want the, the, this revolution of progressive ideals, most white people didn't vote for 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 Joe Biden and then didn't vote for the for the people below that. And I got to be honest with you, it's all the it's all the these progressive white people that seem to think that that's what everybody wants. And it's just not the case. Um, I mean, not yet, at least. I mean, right now, I think after the last four years, people want stability. They don't want to all of a sudden find out that that everything is changing, that they're that now their 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 insurance has to. Um, has has to be questioned whether or not they're going to be able to keep the the doctors they had before, or whether they're going to have to go through a whole process with the government being involved in their insurance. And they don't know they don't understand the Green New Deal. And you know what? That's not helping them because they still haven't gotten a stimulus check. So the idea that we, we might have to spend forty trillion dollars on on um, you know making the environment more friendly, I, I just don't think that's going to going to help. And I, I mean, the problem that Biden's going to have more than anything else is that. The loudest voices on the left are just like the loudest voices on the right. They're always going to be the the, the most extreme version of everything. And so, yeah, you'll have, you know he's going to want to be a moderate and try and stay somewhere to the center. And I think if you know if Mitch McConnell's smart, which I'm sure he's he he's a very smart man. He's just an evil man. Um, he'll realize if they should get those two seats, then maybe he needs to work with with Biden. But if they don't get those two seats. It wouldn't matter how, how loudly they scream for, for all these progressive issues. Nothing is going to get done, at least not for the next two years. And, and I think they'd be smart not to try and do any of this stuff until after they go through the next election in two years. Because if they try and do anything now and, and the trend that happened this past week is the same thing that happens in two years, they'll get wiped out because all of a sudden now all these, these housewives and people who don't have um, the person at the top of the ticket to be angry at might also be saying, you know what, my, my husband and I don't make enough money to, uh, to afford to, uh, to pay for, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, a million trees being planted or something like that. Uh, and, and I think that's the problem. I think until, until you get past the next election, I don't really think you even have a point of trying to do anything else. Oh, and then I'll go to Emma. Yeah, um, moderate is the easier way to put the whole party under one umbrella. And that's what he needs to do right now. Because it doesn't matter what the uh, the House comes up with. Um, as long as Edward Purplehands is running the Senate, uh, none of those are going to make it in there for a vote. So they're all just going to sit on his desk. So, I mean, the easiest way, if you start doing stuff that's a kind of uh, even a bit radical, I think you're going to get a lot of blowback. And we really don't need that right now. So let's put everybody under one umbrella, which has always been for the last 10 years or so has been the Democratic Party's biggest problem is that we've got so many different ideas and so many different views and all that. And it's tough to kind of put everybody under the same uh, uh, tent. Uh, and now that we can, we got to hold on to that for a little bit, at least until the midterms and see where we go from there. Um, and, you know, baby steps, people. We, we talked about this leading up to the election. It's going to be baby steps, but we're going to do it. Um, Emma, I think we're looking at a couple different things here. Uh, I think we're looking at like what what he should do uh, with the current political climate, but I think we're we're also talking about like the dream world, and neither one of those factors in COVID nineteen and the terrible state of the economy. I think that we're looking at Joe Biden not to pass uh, extraordinary new legislation, 
but we're looking at him to get us back to like able to go outside again. Uh, so I know that there are, of course, leftists who are like, yeah, Medicare for all now. And that's not going to happen. I wish it would. That'd be lovely. But like, that's not going to happen. Not even with the, probably not even with the next within the next four years, let alone two, because 2022 is not going to be superb for Democrats. Just the wrong seats are up. Um, but I just when I say that, like, he should be moderate or progressive, it's about how we get back to normal. And uh, he's been pretty clear on how he's going to do that. Like, it's not a guess. He said, I'm hiring these people for the task force. I'm going to do these mandates. I'm going to do X, Y, Z things to heal the economy and to like the deal with COVID. Um, and those are neither progressive nor moderate because it's an entirely new situation. You actually um, answered a question I was going to ask right now. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, like, let's say like in a perfect world, um, you know, Joe Biden was leaning more towards progressive um, policies and ideologies. What would be something on the progressive side that you guys would want to see him tap into? I know you said like Medicare for all, Emma. You just said that. Um, does anybody have anything different? I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on that. Elizabeth. Oh, well, I was going to say 100% Medicare for all. Uh-huh. Uh, that's. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably... Would that be like your number one? Like, yeah, that's like the big, and it's the biggest one for I think so many people. I think it would have the most direct positive impact, right? Like, mm-hmm. a tangible one in a short amount of time. Uh, I like the idea of a green new deal. I like the idea of creating jobs and everything like that. That's, I think, going to be like a hard, like would be a harder sell. You know, you got to fight against oil and fracking and coal and all that stuff where it's like my daddy was a coal miner and he died of lung disease at 39 but i i'm shoveling coal too it's like no why why would you want to keep doing that um that's a whole other issue oh you don't want to get windmill cancer <laughs> yeah i know I, the second he was like it's the windmills and i was like i drove past a windmill one time damn it no <laughs> Elizabeth's like, I have cancer already. I don't want windmill cancer. No, I don't. Um, actually, a, I'll, a I'll die page. of black lung before I die of that windmill cancer. The cancer page I follow was like, should we get some Aaron Brockovich on these windmills? Like, let's go. Like, she, she, she anyone can crack the case. But yeah, I think Medicare for all is just, we're like the only, you know, first world industrialized nation that doesn't have it. And it, it would, I, you know, like you would see less in your take home pay. But then you also wouldn't be absolutely crushed if something happened to you. Because like I said, I've said it before, the the second thought I had after, oh my God, I have cancer was, oh my God, how am I going to pay for any of this? That shouldn't have been where my head even went or anyone's head. And that's, I'll carry that torch to the day I die. (laughs) Absolutely. Pete. So, I mean, those are all nice sentiments. um, But even if, the Democrats were to take those two House, uh, those two Senate seats. The only thing you should probably assume is going to happen is maybe police reform. This was because- we're talking about the fantasy world. She didn't say reality. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying, like you know, I mean, what? In, what are you doing? My sound question. We know that this isn't going to happen. My God, we know we don't get to live without like paying all of our money for basic human rights. We know that. She said, like, what would you like? Like, it wasn't the reality of it all is. The reality is like it's what we like, but what we like reality. What would you like, Peter? Not your reality. What would you like? Let's 
What would you like? Freaking always let me see. Come on. I don't know. I don't know at this moment in time if I like the idea of universal health care only because I don't think it's been planned out properly yet. I think it's still one of those things where it's a 10 year process and you and you do it over 10 years where you where you slowly do one thing and then the next thing and the next thing with the idea that over the next 10 years. It, it's implemented because I, I just I think that that any kind of any kind of change like that in this country is going to get hit with so many different things that, that, that we didn't expect or that people throw monkey wrenches into it. And, and when you're talking about people's health care, as we're already learning with what could possibly happen with with um, with the ACA, that if you start to disrupt one thing, it disrupts millions and millions of people. And so, you know, I, I think the problem is it's not that the universal health care is a bad idea. I think it's 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 an idea that needs to be practically put out there. And I, and I just don't see that happening anytime in the near future. I, I mean, yeah, they, you know, it's kind of like emissions, like we should set a standard by X date. This is when we're, when this country has transferred over to universal health care. And, and that should be what the goal is. But every time you hear somebody coming out and saying, oh, you know, tomorrow we should change the laws and turn to universal health care. It's not going to happen. I, I mean, it's it, it can't happen. Firstly, because the insurance industry has way too much money and has way too many people working in it for, for them to allow this to end as quickly as, they, as, as anybody would think that it would. And then number two is that you have it's the same thing we're going to see when it comes to this whole vaccine that eventually is going to come out. You have to mobilize millions and millions, hundreds of millions of people into doing one thing right in order to do it. And that's just not going to happen either. You're going to have to educate people. You're going to have to make sure they understand how the, how this whole thing is going to work. You're, I mean, look, I tried to, I tried to, um, to, to redo my, um, my, my, um, ACA, my, um, my California, covered California insurance two days ago. And I couldn't figure it out. I have to, I have to go back when I have more time to sit down and do it. And that's something I've done for seven or eight years now. So imagine if we're starting the whole process again with all these, with, with, with the entire country, it's, it's going to be a mess. So, TMI exclusive, Peter, is incapable of imagining a better world. No, I no, I, I can't imagine a better world. I just can't imagine a better world tomorrow. I can't. Um, that wasn't the question. Okay, so we're You're beyond the question. How do you not know that? Listen, I, 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 if in my fantasy world, they're going to give all of us a billion dollars. So that's about as good as I want to Now he's getting it. Jesus. You know what, Peter? You're like the person in Neverland who can't pretend to play food. You're like, oh, I don't see any food. I'm hungry. Where's the real food? Pretend there's food, Peter. Bangarang. All right? Bangarang, Peter. Bangarang. <laughs> Sir, you are not the pan. I do, like, I do like that we, we we can have a president do a speech and then everyone gets behind putting a man on the moon, but we can't have a president get a speech going. <laughs> we we need to have someone go to the hospital and not. But look at but look at when that happened. That they you know what do you call them? The JFK said that in 1961. I think that's what I'm trying that to compare it to. Say something, Peter. Yeah, so what I'm trying to compare it. My question was. I wasn't saying like, oh, what do we want to happen? Poof, magically today, tomorrow. But in a perfect world, what policies would we want our new president, progressive policies to embrace or to look into? That's what I was asking. I wasn't asking like, oh, what's going to well, happen? Well, we, we all had a great answer. Go Peter shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, again, again, you know what? My answer still is is police reform because it's the one thing it's the one thing that can get done, and it's the one thing that'll help the most people. You never said that in the first place when you were a kid, did you? You never played with fake food like Chris said. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I I was just trying. You know, again, I was just trying to you know get everybody's opinion in terms of you know progressive policies, like which one. Would we like, you know, our future administration to start moving towards or to look into? That was my original question. Sorry, I screwed it up for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but you're saying police reform, right, Pete? Well, again, I think police reform. And again, when I say police reform, what I mean is that you study how police, the the, the mistakes that police are making and the mistakes that the communities are making with police. And you try and figure out how do you change the dynamic? How do you, you know, how do you remove police from being in certain circumstances that they shouldn't be in? And and so that so there isn't the kind of issues that we've seen, especially over the the whole last year. And how do you and how do you make sure that bad police are not lumped in with good police like that's something yeah it's that's a fantasy too i hate to tell you but but the the, the point is but it's the one thing i know i know that over over some amount of time there's going to be at least some appetite for it on both sides of the aisle as long as as long as democrats can make people understand that they're not asking anybody to defund police and get rid of police which, which is a tall order because, again, when you start looking at the far left, they keep screaming those words. If you say instead, we're looking to help the police so that they don't hurt anybody that, they, that, that by all rights they shouldn't be involved in, maybe they can make the people on the right and then all the people that are under them realize this is a good thing. And, and you know what? A good thing is good for everybody. It's not just good for one side or the other, you know, and, and even though something like, like universal healthcare will eventually be good for everybody. It's, it's not something you can grasp on today and understand like, like Elizabeth was saying earlier. Yeah. Your paycheck will go up a little bit, but you won't have to pay insurance. Um, but, the, but that's something that people don't get, get right away. They, all they hear is, oh, my paycheck is good. I'm going to lose money in my paycheck. That's all they hear. And, and for that reason, I, I think that, yeah, even though I think even, even, in, even reform of the police is going to be kind of a pipe dream, that's the fantasy I'd like to see take care of first, because maybe that can actually get done in some short order. And that's fair. Chris. God damn it. <laughs> shitting all over well, ours. I, I don't you. hear any sound effects now. Oh, suck. <laughs> hey there, Peter Manning, not Peter Pan. Uh, have some imagination, all right? Uh, <laughs> In a world, I think in a fantasy world that I would like to see is, man, I would love to see two things and they kind of reckon, like they're kind of connected to each other. I would love to see the complete elimination of student loan debt. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, that would be literally a dream. I, like that would probably make me cry if that actually happened. And also too, just like eliminate uh, uh, student debt and just uh, lowering the cost of advanced education. Like the fact that we pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to schools to get education that that basically we're in, in a sense you got these people who want to be doctors and lawyers who are you know hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and then that they actually want to contribute to society when they get out they can't really do that because they're paying back all this debt so if we could lower the cost of, of college and also take away student debt i think we'd have a more progressive country because people won't be stressing about trying to to pay back loans 
for education because education should be relatively free. I mean, look at it, almost every other country where education is provided. They're not paying out the ass. Like, I don't know anybody in Europe, uh, my European friends that are in student loan debt. Mm-hmm. Most of them, they're, 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 they're for one semester, they paid like 1500 for an entire semester. That's nothing. Yeah. So that's what I'd like to see. Well, when welcome to California, where your first two years are on us. When I studied abroad in the UK, uh, that was like the exact same time that their ma- like their tuition cap was raised from three thousand pounds to nine thousand uh, pounds, and I like burst out laughing. Right, I understand that they were all frustrated. They had saved for X amount of money, and suddenly that was tripled. But also, like. Their entire education costs as much as one year of ours. One year. And that's not including books and, and food and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, the state of California, um, they'll take care of your first two years to go to a two-year school. And then if you do really good with that, you can you there's a good chance that you know you can get uh, the other two paid for if you want to go to a four. But hey, at least that's something we're doing. I'd like to see the rest of the country try and go that direction. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, I mean, that's the thing too. Like, even in that world like that, that's actually pretty cool. Like, if you think about that, like, if everybody had at least their first two years paid for, mm-hmm. that would take down some of the student loan debt that we already see right now. Sure, and if you do really, really, really good, you can get a scholarship for the other two. So, hey, that would be. I like the idea that 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 it's something that that you don't have to worry about. You can just do the best that you can in high school. And that's paid for. You're going to get into college. You don't have to worry about. I got into college, but I can't pay for it. And it's also two things too, because if you got that kind of incentive, for the most part, if you're a person who wants to go to college, that obviously you're a hard worker. So if somebody told you that your school can be paid for if you work hard, that's right. just going to make us better as a country because you can get smarter people who are working harder and get the education. You don't want smart people in a country that you want to control and dominate, though. I hear what you're saying, and I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> No fantasy time. It's but we're okay. still in sweet, yeah. sweet fantasy hey, land. Don't you know I, Peter's disease affects you, Elizabeth? No, I know I know where the what are they where blue mashed potatoes or whatever. Peter, lost, food that Peter lost his magic. He doesn't know how to get to Neverland anymore. He's, I still know uh, how to fly, don't worry. <laughs> right. And then and then isolate those people so they don't talk to a people from other countries. <laughs> <laughs> well, last night, Miss Mississippi, Asia Branch became the first woman of color to win Miss USA from the state of Mississippi. Is it a progressive victory that a black woman from the deep South won Miss USA or a defeat for feminism because we still have competition like Mm. Miss USA? I'm going to let y'all have that. Emma, let's start with you. So I am actually totally for uh, pageants like this. I don't think it's all that a person should be. But there are two things going into this. One is uh, most pageants are actually scholarship competitions. So uh, when you talk about like paying for college, like it's people who, oh, hello. Oh, we all just got a notification for our listeners about how COVID-19 cases. Public safety alert. Uh, Ellis from LA City, COVID-19 cases are increasing. Please wear a mask and social distance. Uh, I shit my pants again, guys. Fuck. This is this is the first. This is like the same thing we got like a week before we got locked down. Yeah. Time. Well, I I yeah. had to go to the doctor today at the hospital, and uh, things were a little more. I mean, they were always thorough, but I got stopped going in, and there was it was just a slightly different vibe. Mm-hmm. I got uh, buy one get one for a dollar Big Macs at McDonald's this week. <laughs> hey, now that's a app, fucking notification right there. I'm telling you right there if you buy through the app. So uh, everyone, go get some McDonald's. 
Okay, let's go back to Emma. What were you saying, Emma, about the Miss USA pageants? <laughs> like, listen, obviously, like, beauty should never be all of what a woman is. Like, women have multitudes in depth. Uh, but, like, I don't, it is still a part of who we are. And if you have, like, trained your whole life and, like, dieted and done the work to, like, have that kind of body and you've, like, learned a talent and, like, you have to be able to give answers to certain questions. Like, if you've done all that and you've earned a scholarship, like, way to go. Uh, I may not always agree with them. I know that this one, like, went to Trump rallies, but, like, I respect the work that goes into that. And then uh, I do think it's a progressive victory because it means that traditional beauty standards are changing, that we have uh, women of color who are winning things that would traditionally have gone to white women. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Elizabeth and then Pete. Yeah, I I think it's kind of like a draw. Like, so real winner, no real loser. Like like Emma said, it's it's a good thing because she was yeah she was the first ever Black Miss Mississippi to go on and then she went on to win Miss USA and um, I think there's a movie coming out or came out called like Miss Juneteenth about like a Black woman in a pageant in like the 60s or 70s and you know it, it wasn't that long ago you know that we I think we had a was it would Vanessa Williams have been the first. Black Miss America. America. Yeah, which is not that long ago, and and then it feels few and far between since then, right? Like, have Mm -hmm. any other Black Miss Americas? Can you name off the top of your head? And she's the only one. Like, how many any Miss Americas though? Can you name off the top of your head from the last ten to fifteen years? Uh, Gracie Lou Freebush. Oh wait, that was from Miss Congenial. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) The whole thing is, I think the pageant thing is dying. I was gonna say yeah. that was gonna say but where I think it's a draw is that the pageants just aren't relevant anymore. So it's like it is a good thing that she uh, the the standards are changing and it's being recognized by a frankly a rather conservative kind of set of mm-hmm. mindset in a lot of ways. But it also just isn't gonna have the same impact because people I think a lot of people are like, There was a pageant last night. Yeah. One thing I just wanna throw out there real fast. Uh I think we have more entertainment options now. It's not like the only thing on TV. Uh, True. There are some people who are in the pageant role too. It's it's still massive. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I know, like yeah. I used to watch it when I was a kid as a joke because my family is sarcastic as hell, but, um, but that was, it was on a main network. This was like streamed or something or like on a, on like a deep cable network or something like that. So if you were a fan, you were there, but if you were sort of like a casual viewer observer, <laughs> You didn't. Uh, I mean, didn't there's still around. huge pro bowling fans too, but I mean, <laughs> it's. <laughs> Pete, you were going to say something. Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of Elizabeth kind of said a lot of what I was going to say. I mean, but but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if these these pageants have any validity anymore. I mean, I guess it's good if if the the women who are part of it gain something like a scholarship which is great. But yeah, I, I remember when I was really young, like Miss USA, Miss America, those were big events. Um, those were like events that, that uh, you know, it took over like a, a news cycle on the Saturdays because it usually was on a Saturday that, that they were on. Um, and then the next day was a big deal. And it's now it seems like, like I didn't know that the, uh, the, the Miss USA was last night until I got the, uh, one of the jokes about it. Um, and it's like, it's like one of those things where I think the relevance is gone because, you know, it almost still seems like as much as you want to say, well, you know, they, they're, they're taking more into account for the, the intelligence of the contestants. If that was if, you know, if that was a big 
ugly fat woman, um, it wouldn't matter how intelligent she was. She wasn't going to win last night. And I think that's the problem is that I, I think that there's, that there's a certain amount of, of stigma to, uh, to, to at this point in a good way to, um, to try to make a, uh, like an ideal of, of what a woman should look like. And I think that these competitions still do that. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think if you saw some more like regular women, um, up there, meaning, you know, women that you, you wouldn't see modeling, um, you know, maybe, maybe you would have more interest, but, uh, but I, but I don't know, maybe you would have no interest at all. Um, it's just a weird thing. I just, I don't know what the relevance is anymore. So I guess it's a great progressive thing that, that, uh, you know, a black woman from the deep South could win a competition like this. I guess it's more of a big deal that she won Miss Mississippi than it would be that she won Miss USA. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't see how this, this furthers the case for, uh, for women's rights or anything like that. I don't know. Uh, so I'm, 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 I'm kind of in the line of where uh, uh, Emma was like, this is a, this is like a, a kind of a cool thing. Like I, I didn't even know that like some of these pageants were scholarship uh, uh, earning type thing. So that's pretty cool. Um, but here's my thing. Like, like Peter said, I think the more progressive thing is the fact that a black woman won Miss, Miss Mississippi. I think that's more the progressive thing. Her winning the Miss America, I'm sure she earned it. I'm not trying to take away from it, but that's the part of me that's like always on the skeptical side. Like, there's always seems, especially with the events that have transpired within the last six months. I always feel like these kinds of things are a big overcorrection of the wrongdoings that have been happening. You know what I mean? Like I was in a store a couple of weeks ago and literally every magazine, every, every magazine cover was all black women. As much as I loved it, I'm always like, mm, is this real? Are y'all, are y'all just like capitalizing on, for lack of better words, a fad? Are you, are you, are you capitalizing on like what's cool now? So that makes me go back to the Miss America pageant where I'm like, I, you got this beautiful, gorgeous, talented black woman who's up there who probably should win. But like people are always, especially right, right now, and you go and people, when people look back on it, the thing that I kind of have a problem with is like, I feel like if you're anybody like me that like kind of sees the world in a different way, there's always going to be a, 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 a a, like half visual asterisk on her win because people are going to always think that going to be like, well, did she really win because she was the most talented and the most beautiful or yada, 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 whatever the criteria is. I don't know. Or they're going to be like, did she win? Because, you know, that's, this was the time. Like this was like the, the, the like, like she, you know, they just kind of give her the win over, over. It's kind of like when Leo won the Oscar for the Revenant, a lot of people don't believe that he really won it for that movie. They think he won it beforehand, but that's always like, now he has an Oscar, but it kind of has an asterisk on it because everybody's like, did they just give it to him because like he'd been getting screwed over for like the last decade or did he really earned it? You know what I'm saying? Like he went through some shit on that movie. So like, it's not like he didn't earn it, but there's still an asterisk there in people's minds. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like this is going to be the same thing with this poor lady. And I hope that she at least understands that and like capitalizes on it and like moves forward and does something good with this like opportunity that she gotten. Because regardless of if, if it's there's an asterisk or not, I think that she did put in the work. So she should make sure that she just keeps continuing to do that work. And like, and she doesn't have to be a revolutionary and all that bullshit. Like just, just, make sure that you keep going in a positive momentum and not, and probably, and try to change the minds of like this whole pageantry 
uh, world. It's not like just a, 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 a superficial world, like open up people's minds and let them see that there's more to it than just the superficial shit. Mm-hmm. Do one more comment, Elizabeth. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say uh, to Chris's point with seeing all the black women on magazines, like yeah, if, you know, in a year if you keep seeing it, that's good. But if but, it's, it's it's sustaining that that actual change is the hard part that people. That's don't what I'm. And that's what I'm waiting work. on. That's yeah. what I'm waiting on too. Like, is the other shoe gonna drop, or are we still mm-hmm. gonna keep going with this progression? You know what I mean? Because yeah. now, that, now that Biden's uh, the new president, like that's that's really like the, the the. It's not that he's gonna be like the catalyst of anything, but it is like this next year or so is gonna really kind of let us know where we really truly are, and as far as progressing as a people of, of a country. Yeah. Today, Whole Foods announced that they would ensure Thanksgiving turkeys sold through them in the event you over or undercooked them. At the same time, the Supreme Court was hearing oral arguments in regards to possibly striking down Obamacare. My question is, what does it say about our country that your turkey may have a better chance of being insured than you do? Elizabeth. Has to say, how does Whole Foods have a better insurance policy than most jobs what the hell i think that that turkey's probably more insured as a dead turkey than maybe some of their employees because they, they are technically part of amazon now right where, where they're just constantly trying to hose workers um yeah i um, <laughs> the dead bird has more rights than i do as a woman that's fucking awesome amazon does actually have a pretty good medical insurance so they're not, not for a, their goddamn warehouse they're workers. not they're no no they they get that too well then let them get off the floor so they don't piss themselves and pass out stuff in your box with your drone mm-hmm. free emma. the people of amazon lit warehouses <laughs> emma uh for what it's worth the insurance policy is actually pretty much the same if you mess up you will be replaced that's that's the yeah. same as most uh jobs if you <laughs> mess up, you're, you're we'll just More. replace um, <laughs> I maybe I'm biased with this answer because I did see a thing from the New York Times about how a couple of the key justices Alito and Kavanaugh were not as hostile to the to like to the anti ACA were not as hostile to the ACA in this particular set of arguments as one might have expected them to be. Um, so maybe I'm just not as concerned about the ACA right now. Um, but also, it's the same policy. If you cost us too much money, we'll just replace you. Okay, um, Pete and then Joe. Well, I think it's really interesting that um, we've reached the point now where you have to insure yourself for doing something stupid. Um, because, because the only reason why anybody would get insurance on their turkey is if they're pretty certain they're going to screw it up. Um, now, I mean, I get that you have insurance on your home and you have insurance on your car and you have, you know, your own health insurance, but none of those things, like, like, I'm sure that when you got your car, you didn't say, well, I'm glad I got this insurance because I'm planning on driving this thing into a fucking wall. Um, but with turkey insurance, it's all about the fact that the people are screw ups and they're going to probably screw up, screw up their turkey. Um, but Emma's right. Yeah. As far as the ACA is concerned, um, Alito and, Kavanaugh both made comments um, basically saying to the effect of, well, what's the point in getting rid of a whole law if we could just get rid of the individual mandate? And actually, Amy Coney Barrett said something um, to the effect of that 
it didn't seem like it was if the Republicans wanted to get rid of it, why didn't they actually get rid of it instead of sending it to us to have to deal with? And so, um, yeah, you're probably not going to have to worry about that. But then again, you never know. Um, but yeah, for your turkey, you should probably uh, be careful because you can turn it over and cook it upside down and then hear about it for three or four fucking years afterwards um, <laughs> from your friends <laughs> who, who came there and ate for free. <laughs> <laughs> So is there a clause in case you do cook your turkey upside down? Go Whole Foods. Fix that. You get a $35 gift certificate (laughs) if you screw up the turkey. (laughs) And I still want to say that 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 turkey was delicious. Peter, I'm glad that you fell on your sword knowing that I was going to be the next guy. I knew you were coming up behind me. Peter's like, I'm taking this joke from him. Yeah, and it's an inside I'm joke. And I'm, I'm reclaiming my, my history. <laughs> Listen, to solve all those problems, just deep fry your turkey. It's Southern style. And then you can't. Oh, that's that's oh, order the Popeye's turkey. Popeye's turkey. Order the Popeye's turkey. Call us Popeye's. Save us the headache of a messy Thanksgiving. Popeye's turkey is fabulous. It's so good. They also will provide all the sides for you yeah. and it's and it's really really great and right now if you do order your Popeye's turkey for Thanksgiving they will give you a free chicken sandwich now to have and then you can have your Popeye's turkey on Thanksgiving. Sign so, me. Oh, I, I am refusing allowing you people to make on make out on these things. <laughs> no no <laughs> trying to get some Popeyes, Where's my Popeyes, side effects? Popeye's cooks turkey the right side up. <laughs> I guess just like before, Peter can't imagine a better world. Yeah. <laughs> Who hurt you, man? Who hurt you? In a perfect world. Um... <laughs> okay, so with the election behind us, TMI Daily is hoping to put Donald Trump in the rearview mirror sooner than later. But since he has been such a constant fixture in our daily conversations, we think it's time to add new segments to the show. Tonight, we premiere one of those segments called TMI Trolling. It's, I'll turn it over to Peter now so he can explain. Okay, so um, if, if, if you ever go on Twitter, which I don't recommend, um, all you have to do is spend about two or three minutes going back again to the whole Trump thing, um, which we're going to try and avoid as much as possible. But you could find like about 10 or so D-list celebrities um, that that not only will um, support him, but will essentially put up the most the most asinine things on on Twitter that you've ever seen in order to support him. So I got this great idea that what we should start doing now is is we should f- pick out one one of these D list former celebrities and then start start going after them on a daily basis. And each day um, we'll do a progress report to see how long it's taken before they actually block us. And I, and I have a history of getting blocked by dealer celebrities, as Scott Bayo and Chuck Woolery will both tell you, um, because I was able to, uh, to to offend both of them more than enough to actually get them. And also Chuck, not Chuck Woolery, um, Scott Bayo's wife. So mm-hmm. what I was figuring was we would start with, with Antonio Sabato Jr. Now, I don't know if people remember Antonio Sabato Jr., but we have a picture of him up on our um, screen right now. That picture is not recent, so anybody is wondering. That was from 1992 when he was an underwear model. Apparently, uh, now correct me if I'm wrong. He was on a soap opera, right? Um, Bold and the, was it the Bold and the Beautiful? Bold and the Beautiful, I think. Yeah. So, so 
he was on a soap opera a long time ago and had a, a slight amount of fame. And so at some point, I guess, after about 20 years of not getting work, he decided to support Donald Trump. So uh, so what I did was just to test this out, just to test out my idea. Um, I did a few a, a few early um, tests now starting tomorrow. Um, the TMI uh, our TMI Hollywood account will will actively be, be trying to drive Antonio Ben uh, Antonio sorry Antonio Sabato Jr. crazy. But let's let's go through some of the ones I've done so far. Before we start, though, I just want to I just want to make a statement here. Yes, we're not trying to be bullies here. No. Um, he really is a nasty person. I mean, yes. he's all about conspiracy theories. Just a nasty, nasty, nasty human being. Okay, yes, no, no, we would never bully people for the sake of bullying them. This is more because because it's more fun to, to mess with, with people that are jerk offs. So um, so again, I'm just going to go over the ones I've done so far. And, and then starting tomorrow, the whole point is that, like, if anybody wants to send me um, any, anything that I should write to Antonio Sabato Jr., we'll put it out there. And and you know what? Beer to the first person who can come up with the with with the the killer tweet that will get him to block us. And I promise I you, the good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll send them a case of beer. Yes, we will send you a case of beer if you come up with the best tweet that, that got him to block us. And the good thing about doing it with the dealer celebrities is that their following is not big enough that once they put something up, there's actually a lot of comments um, to follow it. So more than likely, he will have seen every one of the tweets we put up there. So I'm going to go through just the ones I've done so far so we can kind of uh, get an idea. Now, remember, this is a man that had a slight amount of fame in the early 1990s and is now insanely in the tank for Donald Trump. So here's the first one. Um, he, he wrote, God has our, our country under control. So I responded to that with, hey, Antonio, God may be in control of our country, but she does. She's doing a shitty job with your former career. Now, now I always like to say she when you talk to these people when it comes to God because it makes them crazy because God is an old white guy with a beard, um, and we we all know that. So, so if you say she, it makes them crazy. So that was one that did not get him to block us. Um, well, let me go to the next one. Now, this one didn't make any sense to me, but I'm gonna, but uh, but I I'll put it up anyway. Um, he wrote, "Lions are not afraid of sheep." Hashtag Trump won big. So I responded, hey, Antonio, I agree about lions and sheep. By the by any chance, will you be playing one in a high school production since you can't get acting work anywhere else? Asking for someone who thinks you're a joke. Um, okay, now that that way I, I get the I've heard the lions and sheep thing. It's the it's a weird like lions do not busy themselves with the opinions of sheep. Left, yes, the left is are the sheep slash sheeple. He is a noble lion. Yeah, it's, it's it is all nonsense. Because then he he didn't feel like that letting that be the only thing he was going to put up because I don't think he understood what he was writing either. So he followed that, that one up with animals, mostly cats and dogs, and millions of dead people voted for Biden. Got it. Got uh, got it. Thank you. Okay, so he so he wrote animals, mostly cats and dogs, and millions of dead people voted for Biden. Got it. Thank you. And I wrote. Hey, Antonio, you probably shouldn't disparage cats and dogs since food commercials may still be, uh, um, oh God, I can't even read my own writing anymore because it's so small, uh, may still be, um, uh, oh God, where's my glasses? I'm going to put on my glasses for this because it's actually really good. <laughs> may still be an option for yeah. you. I know it's a tall order to assume pet owners might trust you, but there's always regional commercials down south. 
and that didn't get us blocked. Um, so, you know, I kept going. And again, tomorrow, starting tomorrow, it'll only probably be one of these a day. But I really want, but I want to try and get people to send us in some of their own um, their own ideas that we could send to, to Antonio Banderas Jr. And I, 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 I think Sabato Jr. Sabato. You leave Antonio Banderas out of this. Is good. Don't you dare mess with that. I'm sorry. So okay, so that I just watched the Mascazora. You ain't gonna do you gonna do slander, my man. I'm sorry. So that one didn't get boots. That yeah. one didn't get us far. So then he retweeted Dan Bongino, who's the that that um, NRA guy that's like nuts, um, who now is also dealing with with like throat cancer, which is sh- sad. Um, so he, Dan Bongino had written Dan Bongino's conservative parlor app passes TikTok and YouTube to take the number one spot. So I guess Dan Dan uh, Bongino has something to do with the parlor app. So Antonio Sabato Jr. wrote, woohoo, my man. So I wrote, hey, Antonio, if you join Parlor, immediately you could be the Jackie Robinson of apps for D-level former celebrities. Imagine the praise you'll get from Chuck Woolery, Kid Rock, and Scott Bayo. Now, that did not get us blocked yet. And so I continued because I really thought at some point I could get him to block us. And this is why I'm saying these are the kind of things you're going to have to start sending out, sending us, because it's clearly a lot harder to get him mad at me than, 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 than what I've been doing so far. But then he wrote, my King Jesus Christ died for me. Don't think for a second. I fear your, your communist, communist lies. I don't. We won. Hashtag Trump won. Hashtag Patriots. Hashtag have faith. And then I wrote, hey, Antonio, if you're so right with Jesus, why can't he hook you up with acting work? Doesn't he have any pull in the industry? Maybe soft corn? Nothing? And that did not get him. I'm just like, I'm trying as hard as I can to get him to, to come forward and, and really and embrace the, the hate but it's seemingly not working. So I'm going to just give you one last one that I that I sent sent to him. And again, these are just you know examples. These are like templates, templates for things that you can send. And and I will put up on our TMI account starting tomorrow of ways we can try to make Antonio Sabato Jr. crazy, and then eventually get him get him to block us. And when he does, a case of beer to you, unless you don't drink, and then it'll be a case of whatever oh, your bottle of wine, whatever you yes. Drink. But okay, so here's the last one. Um, Sean Hannity um, had tweeted, President Blair, because I like to never say his full name like that. I will never give up fighting for you and our nation hasn't. And then Antonio Sabato Jr. wrote, and we for you, sir. Meaning, I guess he, he was saying that he would fight for Sean Hannity. And I wrote, Antonio, I'm writing a screenplay about a washed up actor who was only C-level famous 25 years ago. Would you mind being my technical advisor on this project? And nothing. So, okay, so so that's basically the kind of thing we're looking for. Um, we won't take up that much time, you know, doing this every day, but this will be a new segment that we will be bringing into the show where, again, every day we'll put up something and, and I will respond to you to let you know what the best one was. And when we eventually get blocked, I'll let everybody know. So go back to, to you talking, Veronica. <laughs> Okay, I think Joe wants to add something. Go okay. Ahead. Yeah, I wanted to give give people some updates on what's going on with Mr. Sabato Jr. Because he he uh, he left Hollywood to move to Florida. Uh, he is one of the founders of what he calls a brand new um, conservative right wing film studio. Uh, their first project is called um, uh, Trailblazers. It's a western. He's directing it. It's starring uh, superstars 
Christy Swanson, Stacy Dash, and Robert Wagner. Oh my God, what a team! <laughs> um, and uh, apparently slated to come out next year. So uh, maybe he considers himself working. I don't know, but he's uh, that is the first of the many movies coming out of this conservative uh, studio in Florida. So if you are a D-list uh, Trump uh, star, uh, you can go out to Florida and shoot with him. Uh, I can't wait for the uh, brand new Kevin Sorbo movie that's going to be coming. Oh, sure. He's he's got to be working on, and we will eventually get. Like, Kevin he's my Sorbo. he's my pick. I don't. I think because I used to like that Hercules show so much, and that I like just I want too. us to to harass. Or, sorry, I shouldn't say harass because we're not harassing. No, we're, we're not having fun. We're having fun with. We're just having fun with. And that's also, I want to have somebody, fun with that. If somebody wants to suggest somebody, please wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't say we're just having fun because that sounds like exactly what a bully would say. You're gonna be like, oh, that's like, I'm with him. We're just taking, we're just I'm playing around, with him, having a good time with the band. Can't take a joke. Yeah, I'm just saying. Sounds Hercules like, can't like take a joke. <laughs> he might not be able to. Okay, he might be sensitive. His I mother he, was a guy. So far, I'll tell you, this it took a lot mm-hmm. less time to get to get uh, Chachi to block me than than this guy. So this guy's good. I'm I'm really a little concerned that I might be having a harder time getting him. Yeah, he's tough. That's why. Antonio Jr. is apparently very confident in all of his stances and and positions. So he's I'm harder to crack. Last I'm excited night, for what? the comedy that will come out of this right wing conservative uh, studio. Because but, but, I can't find any right-wing conservative comedians, <laughs> at least that are funny. <laughs> Last night he did he did tweet that Trump um, tr- Trump won California in a blowout. So I mean, <laughs> so he Ooh, does not have like a really good sense of what's going on. Ooh, so maybe he just maybe he thinks I'm actually complimenting him. I don't know, but that's why we need your help. So if if you have a thought on something nice we could send to Antonio, um, please send it to me at any given time. Um, you could send it to Peter at TMIHollywood.com or jokes at TMIHollywood.com, and I will put it up. As bad or as good as it is, I will put it up, just as long as you don't threaten anybody's life. They, can, that- all, they can also DM us at our TMIHollywood yes. on Instagram or Facebook. Yes, <laughs> of course. Okay. So let's move on to tonight's final segment. On Sunday, the U.S. lost a real treasure with the passing of Alex Trebek after his long and very brave battle with cancer. We thought that tonight, the best way to honor him would be to close the show with a TMI game show dedicated to and all about Alex Trebek. So the way this is going to work is Peter will give all of us a question. If you think you know the correct answer, raise your hand. As with anything Trebek, your answer should be, in the form of a question. Now, here is the thing. If you get the question right, you get two points. If you get it incorrect, everyone else can answer it using multiple choice and get one point. Hey, Pete. Okay, so um, does everybody seem to understand what what, what, uh, Veronica just said? Yes, Yes. but would it kill you to ever make a straightforward game? <laughs> yes, it would. It would, no. it would so kill me to do it that way. Okay, so, I'm just you know, I'm just I think it would physically kill him. If it's worth it. It's worth asking. You don't get. You don't get what you don't ask for. It would kill me to, to do it. Say that that was a better burn than anything he gave to Antonio Sabato. 
So again, this is a game of speed. This is a game of speed. So, so first person to raise their hands, they will get to answer. And remember, please answer in the form of a question because that's the way Alex would have wanted it. Okay, so here's our first question. Alex Trebek was a television icon in the United States, but this foreign country is where he grew up. Elizabeth. What is Canada? That is correct. Where Look, I got the sound effects from Jeopardy. It's great. What so exciting. Is what is we're sparing no expense today. <laughs> okay, so so um, since you got that right, you got two points just now. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, here comes our second question. You know what, Elizabeth, you get to answer the second. You keep the board. Oh, right, right. Okay, so you keep the board. You know, it's kind of like Jeopardy. What? No, fuck it, forget it. Let's just go back. Yeah, move on. I'm sorry. I'm bad at this stuff. Okay, so everybody can answer. The hell with you, Elizabeth. Okay. So, okay, here we go. Here we go. You ready? Alex Trebek may have lived much of his adult life in the city of Los Angeles, but this was the city he was born in. Okay, Emma. Where is Toronto? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Oh, can I can I guess? Okay, what well, now? I'm going to give I'm going to give you you know I'm going to give you multiple choice answers. Um, and so everybody, put your hands down again. And then uh, as soon as I give, your choices are either going to be Montreal, Quebec, Ontario, or Vancouver. Quebec's not a city. Okay, um, well, see that doesn't matter. So you, Quebec Veronica, is- Veronica, you cho- you you got province. Your- Ontario? Is also- that is correct. Yeah. So, uh, so you've got one point. Right. He just said and you, you smart ass, you stopped that, Elizabeth. I got a lot of number you know that. So Elizabeth's winning that two was, one. But Ontario's not a city, that's a province. Okay, well that's okay. Yeah. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving well, on. See, Emma's, Emma's last multiple choice. Yeah, I'm taking Emma's, a lot of crap Emma's tonight. I'm getting sick of this. You, you ruined her chances. Okay, so here we go. Next question. In 2014, Alex Trebek passed this TV legend for the most appearances ever at 6,829 shows. Emma. Uh, who is Drew Carey? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Um, Chris, you had your hand up next. I'm going to let you go. Who, who is Bob Hope? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. So I'm going to now, I'm going to do, uh, oh, well, you know what, Elizabeth, do you want to answer? Go ahead. Uh, who is Bob Barker? That is correct. So uh, you That's get, who I meant in my get, head. Well, actually, you get two points because I didn't give you the uh, multiple choice. I don't know why. Um, so you're now winning four to one. Wow, this is exciting, this game. Uh, <laughs> this is almost as exciting as when I thought of it. Um, <laughs> our, our fourth question, Alex Trebek moved to the United States in 1973 and became a U.S. citizen in the same year that Bill Clinton was impeached. What's Joe. The Hey, what's the but question? it's 1996. Oh, that's the question. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Anybody else, or should I give Wait. you a multiple choice? I don't know. What's the question? It's the what question year? again is Alex Trebek moved to the United States in 1973 oh. and became a U.S. citizen in the same year that Bill Clinton was impeached. Okay, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you four choices and then somebody raise their hand. It's either 1998, 1994. 1997 or 1999? Elizabeth. What is 1998? That's correct. 
So you got one point. So you're now leading five to one. Um, you're just running away with this one. Okay, so question yeah, number five. Alex Trebek played himself in the 1992 comedy that also garnered Rosie Perez, a Chicago Film Critics Association nomination for Best Supporting Actress. Joe. What is White Man Can't Jump? That is correct. Okay, so our next question. Uh-oh, it's a daily double. <laughs> I really, I, I'm smashing that soundboard right there. It's gone. Going so this now. next question is worth double that, double the other question. So if somebody gets it right initially, it's worth four points. If you can get it right when we do the multiple choice, it's worth two. Okay, so here we go. This is a big question to try and get back in the game. Unless Elizabeth gets it right, and then you're all screwed. In 2015, this university in the, in the same town that the CFL's Red Blacks play named an alumni hall after oh. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst Elizabeth. time What is out. Alberta? I'm sorry. That's incorrect. <laughs> oh, um, that's anybody else? Should I go to multiple choice? Okay, I'm going to multiple choice then. Oh, wait. Wait, do you have a an answer, uh, Chris? Yeah, what is Calgary? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Fuck. So, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Here we go. The the uh, here's your multiple choice. It's either Edmonton, Ottawa, Toronto, or Kings Bay. Um, Joe. What is Ottawa? That is correct, Joe. So you got two points. So you're now on the board. So it's five. I was on the board before when I got okay, so it's, Joe. Okay, sorry. It's five. It's, I'm sorry. You're right. So it's five for Elizabeth, three for Joe, one for for uh, Veronica, and then the other two schlubs don't got out anything at all. Okay, so here <laughs> wow. we go. <laughs> wow. Okay, so this, I'm still this, employing correct Jeopardy strategy, which is try to answer everything. This is the next question. <laughs> The only man who could potentially pass Alex Trebek for most TV appearances must be thrilled that Jeopardy hired Alex after seeing him as the temporary host of the show he would eventually take over as host. What? Yeah, um, oh, okay, Veronica. Who is Pat Sajak? So you got the you got you you answered the wrong question. So I'm sorry that is incorrect. <laughs> the, I'm, 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 we're looking for the show. The show. Oh, so Elizabeth, what is Wheel of Fortune? That is correct. Um, in 1984, in 1984, actually, Alex Trebek took over uh, Wheel of Fortune for two weeks when Chuck Woolery got sick. Our good um, personal and, friend Chuck Woolery. And and but and and actually, what happened then was the uh, producers of it saw him on the show and said, "Well, he might be good to do Jeopardy," and that's how he got the job, um, which helped him and helped Pat Sajak. Okay, so we're going on to the next question. So Elizabeth. She's got six points right now. Joe has three. Veronica still has one. You other two, nothing. So okay. So. We have imaginations. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is a good one. This is an easy one. Everybody get prepared. Alex Trebek's first U.S. game show hosting job was for a short-lived show called Wizard of Odds. It was produced <laughs> by this actor who also wrote and sang the theme to Different Strokes. Joe. Merv Griffin. Who's Merv Griffin? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Veronica. Alan Thicke. That's correct. Veronica. She didn't answer the form of a question. Oh my Alan God, you got it wrong. She didn't answer the form of a question. Oh, oh, oh. let me answer. Okay. <laughs> Who is Alan Thicke? 
ever. How you gonna get me like that? It's supposed to be zeros together. Bro. Okay, so I don't got two points. Listen, we agree on that. I thought we is a. I thought it was an understood agreement. But yeah, yeah, see, see, you know, you, you got to play by the rules. Okay, we're going to the next question. Do an answer. Before the 1996 Olympics, Alex Trebek had the honor of running with the Olympic torch in this southeastern city, which is recognized as the largest city per square feet, square foot in the United States. Anybody, Joe? What is Atlanta? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Anybody else want to take a shot at this one? Okay, then I'm going to give you the names of a bunch of cities and you tell me which one it is. So I'm going to read the question one more time. Before the 1996 Olympics, Alex Trebek had the honor of running with the Olympic torch in this southeastern city, which is recognized as the largest city per square foot in the United States. Is it Charleston? Is it Jacksonville? Is it Tampa? Wait, oh, are you already going to want to answer now, uh, Chris? No, I'll wait for the last option. Go ahead. Okay, or or the final option, which is Atlanta. Hmm. Well, okay, we know Chris. it's not that. Atlanta. <laughs> I actually oh, wait, you, you just said that, didn't you? I forgot. Yeah, you just yeah. said that. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Emma. Uh, I didn't say anything. Did you want to answer? Hold on. Did you wait, wait. What are the options? One more time. Say them one more time. The four, the four options are either Charleston. Well, now there's three options because I screwed up. Right, 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 right. Char- Charleston. Jacksonville or Tampa? What is Jacksonville? You got that correct. Hey, on the board, so man. You're on the board. You're <laughs> on the board. So you've got one point. So right now, the score is Elizabeth with six points, Joe with three points, Veronica with, with one point, Emma with two. Well, Emma with two points, Veronica with one point, and of course, Chris coming up the back from the rear, which I'm sure he loves, uh, with one point. <laughs> We've got we've got uh, five more questions to go. In 2018, oh, Alex Trebek had the had to apologize for his moderation of a political debate in this state where Democrat Tom Wolf is currently the governor. Anybody? Who the fuck is Tom Wolf? Okay, so uh, so we're gonna go to a we're, we're gonna go to a we're gonna go to the one point question. The uh, the the state. Okay, I'm gonna read it again. In 2018, Alex Trebek had to apologize for his moderation of a political debate in the state where Democrat Tom Wolf is currently the governor. Those states are either going to be Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey, or Connecticut. Oh, Emma, where is Maryland? I'm sorry, Chris. Where is Pennsylvania? You got that right. <laughs> two points, baby. No, that's one. Well, you got you got two points. Nah, that's two points now. Don't don't yes. take away my first point. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Here we go. Question number eleven. Alex Trebek is only one of four men to ever host a game show in both Canada and the U.S. With one of the other men being the former lead voice of the show Bobby's World. Hmm. Elizabeth. Who is Howie Mandel? That's correct. So you just you just increased to eight points, and it's almost uh, it seems like it's almost impossible to catch at this point. So let's go on to our next question. Oh, it's another daily double. <laughs> so so you guys are still in it at this point. So so everybody, remember if you want to try and beat beat Elizabeth, this is your big chance because this is a daily double, which means that the the first part of the question is worth four points. If you have to go to the multiple choice, it's worth two. Okay, so 
here's the question. While this late night show host was leaving the final episode of his former show, he said hello to Alex Trebek at the exits. Elizabeth? It was Conan O'Brien. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Emma? Who is Jimmy Fallon? That is incorrect as well. Okay, uh, Chris? Who is Jay Leno? Ah, come on. So we only have two people left. So will you two like to hear the, I guess I'll, I'll be giving you your options here. No, don't do it. We got no, more. Hey, we get it. Who so is Arsenio Hall? Here's, no, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Um, here's your options. Either it's, it's going to Who be. Who is David Letterman? It's either going to be, it's either going to be David Letterman, George Lopez, Stephen Colbert, or. Jay Leno. Oh, you already said Jay Leno. So you screwed me up. So you only have two people who can answer. So Joe or, or Veronica. Somebody uh, raise your hand really quickly. Joe. Who's David Letterman? I said that That's incorrect. So, so Veronica, you have the last, you're the last person. Um, who's Stephen Colbert? That is correct. <laughs> Stephen Colbert on the final episode of the Colbert Report walked out of his studio and, and ran into... Alex Trebek at the exits. How the hell the will we know that? Who well, knows that? It's, 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 this is Alex Trebek trivia, baby. Who knows okay, that? So, so, Veronica, you got two points for that since that was a daily double. So you're at three points and virtually no way of beating Elizabeth. Um, none of you do. But well, fuck it. let's do the last two questions anyway. In the same year that Rudy Giuliani was named Time Magazine's Man of the Year, Alex Trebek shaved off his trademark mustache. Okay, Veronica. Okay, wait. Uh, the year that Rudy Giuliani was named Man of the Year. Yes. Um, what is two thousand one? That's correct. Right after nine eleven. Yes. Yes. It yes. wasn't twenty twenty. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. And yes, yeah, it might be twenty twenty. You never know. <laughs> yeah, 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 here's our he final up. question, and this is a good one because it because it really it, it, I I knew this question right away when I saw it. Alex proved. Just how dumb one of the characters in this hit show was, uh, what was becoming in an episode called The Abstinence. Let me say that again, because I just stumbled over it. Alex proved just how dumb one of the characters in this hit show had become in an episode called The Abstinence. So, Elizabeth, you'd raise your hand. Do you want to answer it? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, what is Seinfeld? Wow, you are just, you kicked ass. And so, that's the end of our game. So, so, so. So RIP to love you, Trebek. We, we didn't get to know you well enough, but you were a good Listen, answer. Why do you know these things? I don't know. You do know these things. They're just there. The information's just there. So <laughs> random. Who has extensive Trebek knowledge? It just, that's, that's something what that people question right? specifically to him. It, it kind of was. Things. It kind of was, but you it's knew. It's not like who knows a lot about movies or musicals. Or Alex Trebek. <laughs> Look, I are we still on? Or are we? We're yeah. still on the air. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say That's something. Anyway. Tonight, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow at six p.m. Bye, everyone, and please stay safe. Good night. Wear a mask again. Apparently, in LA, nobody gets to.